electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Jeff Bezos, the world's richest man uh, here on Earth, poised to go to space in just a little under 12 minutes. This is going to be a suborbital flight. It's going to go above the internationally recognized start of space, the Kármán line, out, max altitude of probably about 65 miles. Uh, they're going to travel at a speed of up to three times the speed of sound. It's going to be a fully autonomous 11-minute flight, if all goes according to plan, 16th for the New Shepard spaceflight system, but the very first to have people on board. And guys, it is historic. You've got among the crewmates, you have Wally Funk, who at 82 years old is poised to become the oldest person to ever go to space. And you have paying passenger Oliver Damon, who is poised to become the youngest to ever go to space. You also have Jeff Bezos' brother, uh, Mark, on board as well. In total, six seats. Four of them are filled. There will be about three minutes of weightlessness uh, at that maximum altitude as well, where they're going to get to see the curve of the Earth. They're going to get to unbuckle and float around in zero gravity and have that essentially astronaut experience, that future, if all goes according to plan, future paying passengers are going to have, as we see this nascent suborbital space tourism market begin to kick into gear after years of talking about it. This also, guys, marks the first uh, commercial, the beginning of commercial service for Blue Origin for uh, these space tourism flights. And Morgan, we've learned so much about that, as you say, nascent uh, suborbital business that is just beginning uh, now. We're going to come back to you momentarily, Morgan. Do want to take a minute here with Jim to talk about the markets, particularly given, of course, the declines we saw yesterday. Um, what are you watching this morning, uh, Jim? I mean, perhaps it's nothing more than the 10-year note, which uh, 10-year Treasury, which continued to decline in right. yield. Right, but I, I am looking at uh, a rebound in travel and entertainment. And I think that's very important because this decline, a lot of people just put right in the, in the feet of the variant. Uh, and we know from Meg Terrell that the R-naught, not to be too technical, but how many people get infected by one, is light. It's okay. very, very contagious. Right. That said, we continue to come back to the keys, which are, or at least should be. Antivirals. Which are, no, 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 which are lack of hospitalizations and deaths. Certainly, if you are vaccinated, you're still unlikely to get it. Yes. And you're very unlikely to get particularly sick. Right. Those are important and, things to know. Exactly. I thought Governor Murphy was excellent this morning just talking about, listen, if you're, if you're vaccinated, go about do your life. And I thought that was very important. And, and people are doing their lives because Carnival Cruise this morning, Carnival Corp, announced it's going to be uh, operating capacity to nearly 75% by year end. That's a big deal. That group has been really pummeled. So if you can see some strength in the cruise ships, and then we follow up maybe with Phil LeBeau, and we hear somewhat negative, obviously, about international. Right. But there's still good travel going but on with the regular. Jim, I, I wonder, are we going to have days like yesterday more often in the sense of we're, we're potentially going to continue to see rising case counts? As you point out, the Delta no. variant is extraordinarily contagious. Right. And there, are, unfortunately, are many people who are unvaccinated. 
still in this country and certainly in other places around the world. Uh, Or is there going to be, as you say, sort of, hey, you know what? Most people are vaccinated, thankfully. And we're going to go about our business and things are not going to shut down uh, in any real way or change in any real way. I I actually think I'm a little more bullish about uh, what can happen in the country if hospitalizations and deaths do go up. I think the resolve of the anti-vaxxers will decline. I think a lot of people feel right now that there's just much more asymptomatic when an athlete is still, you know, is playing and doesn't feel anything as opposed to what happened well, that, before. Uh, that, thankfully, is the case for many of the uh, people who, when it is a breakthrough, which is, again, not often, but does occur, particularly given how contagious the Delta variant is right. when you're out in the world, you're around a lot of people, right. possibly you are, you know, it, it, it can, um, can break through it on occasion, but those people don't get particularly sick. Right. But there's another side that we have to talk about it today, and it's a company that is a very big industrial that matters tremendously. Tell it's me. PPG. Okay, PPG. Okay, so uh, the raw costs of paint have gone up so dramatically that it does call into question the, tran- the transitory issue. Uh, in the first quarter, they thought, thank you, Frank Mitch, for this, but first quarter, they thought that it could be up. You know, low single digits. Second quarter, they thought raw costs would be high single digits. It came out last night. You're now in, in the whopping mid to high teens, and they said the next quarter, raw costs could be up 20%. Now, this is a very basic industrial. All right. Now, there are some issues. There's a force majeure in some in some parts of this uh, TIO2, which is a whiteners in short supply. But, David, this is a pre-announcement. It's a pre-announcement from an industrial that is in so many different businesses that it, it took me by surprise. Yeah. Uh, because you can imagine, they're not the only company. I mean, yesterday in the lightning round, I had a question about Sherwin-Williams. And I said, I'm worried about the raw costs here at Sherwin-Williams. Right. The raw costs are going up quicker than they can raise prices. Uh, but you have been in the transitory camp. This is worrisome for me. Mm-hmm. J.B. Hunt comments today. Can't find the drivers. I mean, what's happening is that, is that now we're in earnings period. So right. your, your, your transitory comments are smacked. What, what's smacked? I mean, uh, what, the Bezos? Ten year, no, the 10-year note, 1.14, Jim. Oh. 1.14. What it's saying is people are now worried about a lack of growth. I know, and that's why because Rocket, of the spread why of the Delta Rocket Mortgage keeps going down. I mean, it's like there's no more refi, and maybe people feel like the way, the, crude the oil, demand. now the OPEC deal, but crude is 66 WTI. Well, look, I mean, why did, why did they sell off? Why did the industrial sell off? Well, this is what I'm giving you is PPG right. is why, a metaphor for raw costs. Yep. And I don't want to get uh, too negative because the travel leisure is, is, that's the growth side. But the variant and the raw costs are the, I don't want to say recession, David. That's just silly. But you know, no, people, that's ridiculous. No, people are saying yeah. 10 year. The 10 year is the story. I mean, it makes. Where, where are all those sense. people who said it should be a two? And I know. Three? Where are they? All, I think right? they're hiding. They're By out, the way, there's got to be the a launch. lot of pain because there, the there, there were plenty of people who thought yeah. we were going to hit at least 2%. Too. Remember, that's billionaire-itis. Every you, single time we've. we've remember, what was our high? 1.7? Where, where one, do we. And they were going to two, and those yeah. people just disappeared. You know, maybe they should be sent to space. <laughs> maybe they should go to Mars and see whether there are. You know, we had someone, a gentleman on talking about extraterrestrials. I think they should go out there and find them before they before they find us. Mm. Maybe so. Area 51 is, is another area to put the people with who were looking for 3% on the tenure. That is 
quite a story there. Uh, that move. It, that moved down uh, in yield over the last. No, it's astonishing. Of days. But David, yes. the, again, and up in price. Well, you know, now you want one of the things that is that makes me feel somewhat tentative about the international money. Yes. is that we've seen Germany fall before, and we didn't go down like this in terms of yields. Right. So there is, you know, there's less refi, okay, mm-hmm. and that's Rocket Mortgage is telling you that. I had that from First Horizon last night. A uh, little tentative, a little more tentative economic activity. You're focused on the darn launch. You're right, I am. I keep looking I, at it. They're counting, I, it's four minutes and, now. And, and then IBM, David, the delivers a richest quarter. man is going into IBM space with his, with his brother. I want to make nice other people's riches he is. You just want to watch him in space. incredible story of Wally Funk. She's amazing. By the way, Wally Funk. Watching how about IBM? Watching how about her climb the seven flights up was amazing. How about the Apple increase by UB? How about the, the evidence Whatever lab? You got evidence lab No, but how about this? First inflows for, I got stuff for you in a too. long time, yeah. 297 million. Risk back on to use that hackneyed phrase. Yes. Uh, and yesterday we saw the semis rally at the end of the day. Meaning what? Meaning that maybe the stuff that's been most beat up is, is already start. ready. Well, to we talked. You talked, and we did focus on Nvidia yesterday, which I wouldn't call beat up in any way, but which had had a downturn very short. Very odd. It had a four for one split last night, and I would have thought that the selling, yes. well, selling is actually up today. Yes. Uh, and then, David, HCA. HCA. This is one of the largest beats I've seen of the year. Pandemic moderating, so people are getting elective surgery. Now, so the question is, are right. people, I think vaccinated people will continue to get elective surgery. And then, you know, the big component of today is the potential opioid settlement. And how good it is for uh, McKesson. Got, we've got a lot of news to get to. Well, I'm but, trying to but we got to launch. But, we got to launch. We got two minutes and 40 seconds. What are you, so Walter Cronkite? I mean, I, I got the calendar. Mr. Carwash, David. Right, Mr. Carwash, Jeffrey starts with a bot. All right, when he gets to Mr. Carwash, Car- it is time David, to go to Mr. Morgan Brennan. Morgan, uh, I'm going to let you take it away now with about two and a half minutes to go before launch. Yeah, we are, we are less than two and a half minutes. I just want to give you a quick sense. I mean, the video we're showing you right now is the exteriors of this reusable rocket and capsule uh, on the launch pad here in West Texas. Um, but I just want to give you a sense of what the interiors are like and what the astronauts are, or the future astronauts are, are likely experiencing, having been inside that simulation capsule uh, myself that they did two days of training inside. Six seats, partially reclined uh, to help evenly distribute that g-force and a flight suit but no other special gear and as you can see the retraction right now as they get ready for this launch we are about a minute and a half from liftoff guys for this first crewed suborbital new shepherd flight to space 16th flight for this space flight system the first with humans on board set to make history, helping to usher in this new era of commercial spaceflight that we've been talking about for so long and to which folks like Jeff Bezos have been putting billions of their own wealth into in a bet on this long-term greater vision, both from a business standpoint and a societal one, uh, a human one, on space and our future. Uh, as the human species in space, this idea of colonization of the final frontier. This is the first step for a company like Blue Origin in that bigger, broader vision for Bezos to build this so-called road to space. We're 40 seconds from liftoff here. 
Thrust will be 110,000 pounds, max acceleration, three times the speed of sound for this 11-minute fully autonomous journey that we will see past the edge of space, past the so-called Kármán line. T-15, guidance internal. T-15. T-10, 9, 10, 8, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. Command engine start. 2, 1. Ignition. and his three crewmates are now headed to space. Beautiful burn on that BE3 engine. 30,000 feet. Liquid hydrogen. History is being made here in the West Texas desert right now. As not only the richest man on Earth, but potentially the oldest person to have ever gone to space, the youngest person to have ever gone to space, and the first time that a U.S. company is carrying a paying passenger to space as we see this mission underway. It just feels different, doesn't it, Gary? It is totally different. All right, you can follow along, of course, the speedometer in the bottom left, the altimeter in the middle of the screen. It's a single liquid-fueled BE-3 engine in about in about half a minute, likely half a minute to a minute, you're going to see that rocket booster. You're going to see that rocket booster detach and begin its own landing back here in the desert. Uh, David and Jim, watching it back at the New York Stock Exchange. Initial reactions. What do you think? You know, Joe's been making fun of me from years ago when I talked about how exciting these rocket launches are. But man, I want to do this. I want to. I want to. I want to do this, Morgan. You know, watching that makes me want to get in. The, right. Do it. How much fun could that be? By the. <laughs> by the way, just take a look. You're seeing that the altitude. Uh, I don't know if you can see it right there. There you go. The altitude as as they do climb uh, to the edge of space right now. Looks like zero g. They, uh, they accelerated two, three times the speed of sound. Now things begin to slow down a little bit. What, uh, Morgan, what's the max you're going altitude to see, they're going You're going reach? to see weightlessness. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're going to go above the Kármán line, which is 62 miles above Earth. Um, and so they're going to go for a, a bit further than this. Uh, and as you, as, I, as you see on that screen, it's zero G. So weightlessness has set in. And 
this is the we're not going to get those images until after uh, they land and, and land safely. But um, presumably, right now, you have those passengers unstrapping to begin experiencing that weightlessness around uh, the capsule's cabin. Morgan, Jim, uh, I know that I watch candidly, like I watch. Uh, a sci-fi movie, a scary movie, because the last thing you ever want to see is something terrible. Uh, how many people there actually felt that maybe something could go wrong? Um, well, you know, it's like the old saying, space is hard. Um, space is hard. And space with humans on board a spacecraft uh, is especially hard. Everything has to go pretty much perfectly right. That being said, I think there was a lot of confidence here. It's part of the reason you did see Jeff Bezos climb aboard this inaugural crewed flight. Um, and, you know, not just not just a marketing move, but a vote of confidence in this system, um, as it's been described to me by uh, the executives at Blue Origin. The redundancies have redundancies. In some cases, more redundancies. Uh, when they land, you'll have three parachutes. They've tested, and this could land even with just two parachutes, they've tested the emergency escape system three times as well. So there was a very high degree of confidence uh, in putting people on board for this flight, including the founder uh, on board for this fl flight today. One minute warning. One minute there warning. There it is. Well, it's not going to be like Blade, where so we're going to get five guys together and send it. Yeah, they're coming. They're already right. on their way down now, right? I mean, Morgan? that's it. Yep, that's right. That's right. That's it. So wow. we are. So we. So we saw. It looks like it was about altitude of about three hundred forty thousand feet or so. Uh, I'll get those final numbers uh, for you in, in just a, a few moments. Um, but now, that's right. The descent begins. You can see those. It looks like you can see those parachutes deployed. David, the and then on the left side of your screen, that is that is the booster. Okay. Two thousand miles an hour! Everybody in? First step, status check. First step, status check. Astronaut Oliver. Oh, wow. Oliver, status check. Oh, sorry. Blue control, Oliver, uh, status, perfect. Easy. Copy, astronaut Wally. Wally. Blue control, Wally, easy. Copy, astronaut demo. Astronaut demo, right by Copy, astronaut Thank you again, everybody, for joining us live.
booster. Making a pinpoint landing back here. I don't know if you guys could hear it, but that was the sonic boom as it re-entered and came down for this touchdown. Your booster has landed. And that's the capsule making its descent with those four now astronauts uh, on board. When they land, they will have earned their astronaut wings. Right now, they're going to be feeling the force of five Gs. Stand by drogues. Stand by drogues. Stand by main. Stand by main. Stand by main. And that's the capsule. It just deployed its parachutes. You can hear the clapping on the ground here. You have employees clapping and cheering. The astronauts, by the way, have been joined by family members and friends for this launch as well. A lot of celebrating happening here on the ground. You can see those parachutes and that capsule coming in for a landing. It's slowing down. The parachutes will slow it down to about 16 miles per hour. And as it gets closer, there will be thrusters that power up to slow it further for a landing of about one to two miles per hour when it touches down. You can add astronaut to the list of yeah. accomplishments for Jeff Bezos. Yep. yep. We often talk about tourism uh, era has begun, Morgan. We, we often talk of him as the richest man on Earth. Yes. But he was not. So who's the second? Because that person just became the richest for. He's not on Earth. Eleven minutes. Yeah, he's Elon on Earth. Musk or, or wherever else it was. Right? Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> kind of funny, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two of them. Maybe they'll go up together one day. Although I guess they. I don't know if that could be allowed. Yeah, it's like the president and vice president being in the same rocket room. would they use? Well, there we go. A smooth touchdown. Touchdown. As you can hear, more cheering here. Welcome on launch to site Earth one. Staff. Congratulations to all of you. Blue Control, all of Earth, thank History you has so been much. made. I think we heard Jeff Bezos there saying thank you to everybody. Copy first step. You have a very happy Capcom here as well. Let's do a status check. Astronaut Oliver. It does make the NVIDIA stock split seem very pedestrian. <laughs> Squawk in space. Astronaut demo. Astronaut demo. I am unbelievably good. 
copy. Blue Control Bezos, best day ever. Yeah. <laughs> copy, everyone. Go ahead and remain in your seats. Crew member seven is on their way. Shortly, you will hear the capsule off gassing. First up, Blue Control, your Apogee so with 351,210 feet. A successful first crewed mission of Blue Origin's New Shepard capsule and rocket mission that has minted four new astronauts. Keep in mind, still a very elite club. Only fewer, I should say, fewer than 600 people have actually become astronauts. Um, and now Jeff Bezos, his brother Mark, Wally Funk, as the oldest now to travel to space and paying passenger Oliver Damon as the youngest to travel to space. All officially astronauts who will receive those astronaut wings uh, upon their retrieval from this capsule. Guys, I need to note it is July 20th. It is the 52nd anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing. That was a seminal moment for Jeff Bezos. He has said that that is really where the seed was planted for this lifelong, nearly lifelong dream of going to space and becoming an astronaut. And here it is, 52, later, 52 years later, and it has happened. Pretty incredible. Um, yeah, well, and pretty incredible. Incredible. I can remember Bezos and I are the, commercial space. The, the same. We're the same age, so I can remember watching that. Hmm. Uh, three or four in the morning, whenever it was, Jim, when they landed on the moon. Because um, I am insistent, Bezos Amazon is, is up nicely. Yes. It's up 20 points. That's you know, in the world that I'm in, because I'm a dollar sign represented by a man. It's obvious that there were people who were concerned, and they're buying. Uh, it was quite something to watch, and as Morgan has uh, said so many times, and this is an important industry that we're watching be created. Obviously, oh, yeah. it's got a lot ahead of it yet, but um, but Morgan is, and it looks like I guess they're going to open the. Uh, oh, here we go. Open the capsule, and um, oh, they're running over there, and they'll be coming out shortly. Uh, I would have guessed are the uh, four yes. newly, as you say, newly minted astronauts. Um, they have rehearsed this, but it is the first time that you will see that Blue Origin crew actually open that capsule door back up and welcome people back onto the ground, back onto Earth after this trip more than 62 miles above our planet. And guys, this is the start of commercial service for Blue Origin as well. They, now that this successful flight has, has happened, they are planning two more of these suborbital trips with paying passengers on board before this year is out. Right. I assume this will become commonplace, so much so, I guess the plan is, Morgan, that we certainly won't be focused on it any longer. But today was a historic day. Now, David, do you think that billionaires 
who have exhausted pretty much everything they can do between owning islands and buying, say, 190-foot yachts. Is this next? Is oh, this without what a they doubt. Just, without a doubt. It's a billionaire sign-up, right? Yes. I mean, there are going to be plenty of others. The price point, though, is going to continue to be very high. Morgan, obviously, has filled us in on that. Over time, it's expected to come down as we watch them beginning to open the capsule. Um, but yeah, Jim, you know, I, I distinctly remember a dinner I had a number of years ago with a lot of very wealthy people, exceptionally wealthy, and they went around the table asking them, what would you want to do? What's the one thing? And almost to a, to a person, they said, go to space. Go to space. Yeah. Yeah. So, Morgan, there may be a long list. I guess there already is, right, for both Virgin Galactic and potentially Blue Origin in terms of the trips at least they have planned. That's right. Uh, you know, David, I, I feel like you and I, it's our, it's our common question that we continue to ask over and over again when we talk about this, but that is, what is the total addressable market for space tourism? Uh, we don't have those hard numbers from either of the companies publicly yet, but both of these companies, whether it is Blue Origin or Virgin Galactic, uh, continue to say, and have continued to say in the case of Virgin uh, or, uh, Blue Orbit, Blue Origin here to me uh, over the last couple of days, that demand currently exceeds capacity. Um, and the game plan over the longer term is, it's kind of like the early days of aviation. The more they can ramp production, uh, the more regular they can get with these types of space flights, the more prices can come down and the more accessible and mainstream this entire trip and process can become. But that is going to be, that is going to be a ramp that will probably take a number of years to get to still. Yeah. Jimmy! As they Gary, get ready to... The architect there he is. Congratulations to you, man. Yep. Congratulations. There he is. Back on Earth. Big smiles. Jeff Bezos, who's uh, accomplished a, a great deal, of course, building Amazon and Blue Origin. And now, as Morgan pointed out, one of the very few people to, uh, to go into space, even if it was for a short amount of time. Um, well, here are the applause, of course. We still do have markets to watch for you. Uh, and we are going to get back to the news of the morning as well. Um, here at the big board, by the way, it's uh, Stevanato Group. That's a diagnostic services provider. It's celebrating its recent IPO, as you hear the bell. So with the NASDAQ, Phillips Edison and Company is an owner and operator of shopping centers. Also, a recent IPO because, man, if we had a lot of IPOs. The numbers are staggering. And the applause uh, is both here and there as they begin to, uh, there they are, exiting the capsule. There's Mr. Bezos. Astronauts uh, being greeted by their family and friends who are here to uh, watch. 
this space flight and sp space flight and this historic moment uh, out here in the West Texas desert, just 25 miles north of the small town of Van Horn. Successful, smooth launch and landing. And as you can see right there, four passengers look pretty elated <laughs> to have gone on this rather short, just 11 minute uh, journey past the edge of space. Yep, quite something to, uh, to have watched. Um, all right, are we gonna get back to uh, following the markets here, I think, as well? Of course, as you can see in the corner of your screen, uh, the S&P does start the session up, although, Jim, not a, not a particularly uh, strong open. No. Um, I want to uh, thank Morgan, of course, for all that amazing coverage. We'll be uh, joined by her again uh, shortly as you take a look at uh, the continued embraces uh, for the astronauts. That's Mark Bezos, I believe, Jeff's brother. Lives uh, not far from us in uh, Scarsdale, New York. Um, all right. Morgan, thank you. Every day. Thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Jim, yeah. um, let's you. get back to the markets. Um, the well, S&P is sort of, you know, not much of an open here after obviously that fairly significant decline yesterday, although we did cut our losses later in the session. It's entirely possible that the market players are transfixed like we were. I mean, I don't want to trust this opening. The majority of people who are interested in stocks, I think, were very much interested in the launch. So let's uh, give it a little time. You want the market to have a dramatic rebound because the futures were dramatically uh, up this, you know, say 3.34 a.m., we're not going to get that. Uh, we're going to be reflective again of what's going on in Europe, which is so-so, so-so move. Uh, and I know that the 10-year is not exactly as exciting as the launch, but it continues to confound people who want to believe that it's time for, for economic expansion. Yeah. Uh, uh, those are yield levels that we have not seen I and mean, you have to go back quite some time. And yet, you, when you try to get a mortgage, believe me, you're not getting that rate. Okay? No, you're not. you're not. I'm frantically trying to get one anywhere near that. Well, I don't think you're going to be able to get one at 113, but you'll, no. I'm sure you can get one at a decent spread to that. Not great. No? Not great. I'm mean, speaking to, uh, uh, to uh, uh, Brian Jordan yesterday. By the way, his first horizon is actually a very big bank now. Yep. And 
you know, you're not you're not getting that rate. You're, you're, he's not making that much money on these, obviously. But what I do feel is is that you're um, you're. I'm surprised that there's not another refinance wave. But it looks like Dave, everybody who wanted to may have refinanced. May have may have already done it. Um, let's get to some of the movers this morning. Uh, let's start with IBM. It's up about three percent. You follow the company pretty closely. Yeah. Relatively new CEO still. Obviously, a big split of the company going to be taking place. Um, I mean, revenues were flat, uh, but the market seems to be okay with that. Well, I mean, City goes from 140 to 150, says they might be turning the corner. Uh, Katie Uber, a little skeptical on the conference call about the gross margin, does still say strengthening of demand, takes it 152 to 164. I think that uh, Arvin Krishna correctly made a case of saying, listen, We've got some businesses that are doing so well, we're going to pour some of our free cash flow there. There are skeptics, David, who say, well, this, sure, there's debt pay down, but at the same time, uh, how can you have growth, pay debt, uh, have the pay down, and have the dividend? And I think that this quarter answered a lot of questions, that you can still have a raised dividend. Uh, not enough uh, answers for me about the spinoff. But that really wasn't the focus. It was obviously the quarter. Right. Uh, but it, it gave people confidence. But also there was a lot of uh, not uh, one quarter does not a growth stock. Are the right. Are the parts of the company that are supposed to be growing quickly. And remember, of course, Ginny Rometty retooled the company to some right. extent in that regard. Red Hat being certainly a key part of that. Are they growing as fast as they yeah, but they should be. I mean, Red Hat they, revenue was up 17% adjusting for concurrency. concurrency. Yep. But I thought this was interesting. They have 3,200 clients now for the hybrid model. Uh, since Red Hat was joined the fold in 2019 and Jim White has just moved on, senior advisor, they, that's a four-time gain. I thought that was very good. Some, uh, usually they don't give good logos. Right. I find. But they had Verizon, CBS had been mentioned before. Uh, CBS, they handled 10 million calls, obviously, because of of COVID. Talk very lovingly about the EY relationship. A lot of people are jealous because EY is a fantastic information technology company. And Slumberjay with a very positive comment about about you doing work with Slumberjay. Right. Against that all is people like to see gross margin expansion. Yep. And he's not giving it to you. But that in a nutshell is what people are saying. And there were some people who said with Whitehurst gone, maybe there's something going on. Red Hat that we don't like, just the opposite. So I think IBM is uh, will will maintain its lead today. Okay, uh, let's talk about some of the bigger companies as well. Which you know, Apple uh, as the largest single market cap company out there uh, yeah. hit two and a half trillion. It's about a hundred billion below that now. Uh, two point four. You know, you're getting one after another. People saying that it looks like there's going to be two million more iPhones sold. I mean, today was UBS and talking about average selling price up two percent. That's good gross margin growth. So people are going to like that. Uh, we had some very positive comments about Fang. I mean, people wanted to, you know, Jeffries comes in and says stick with stick with Facebook and Google. Ad checks at Facebook, uh, uh, very good. Uh, ad check. Remember, there was privacy issues, so there were people who felt to be a step there down. Were. There's the, not a step down. There were a couple other stories involving Apple that are not necessarily related to the to the, to the main part of the business, but I thought were interesting. Uh, one is that they did delay return to uh, work by a month. Um, now, you know, they had been having and there had been reporting at least about pushback from their employees because they seem to be demanding more in-person time than some of the other big technology companies wanting people back as much as three days. So they pushed it out, but it also could be framed as a concern about the Delta variant, although 
it's not completely clear to me that that really is the case. It may very well be related more to them trying to get their policy in line with what their employees well, are really are looking for. People are struggling. Because we've brought this up so many times, and it continues to be one of the bigger stories in business in terms of how many people will come back to the office, when they will come back, how they will come back, uh, and whether you lose people if you are more stringent in right. terms of your expectations. You know, the, the way you want to follow that, I find, is, is to look at GM and Ford. Okay. Because car sales are stronger whenever you have a hybrid model, because people are at home, and yet the raw costs of making a car have gone up so much, and the problem with supply, but also the problem with labor, that these stocks have been dogs. I mean, you know, they had a very big run. Well, Ford Jim's had a, a great run. You've been, that's been I, your favorite. And I was going to say Jim Farley, I think, is going to. This is going to be the quarter that I think you're going to be surprised at the upside. Okay. Why? Because Taiwan Semi basically gave you the high sign that things aren't as tight. 40% increase in the number of chips versus where we thought. Uh, these are full-feature chips, which means that Ford should not be down where it is. Okay. Um, I'm yep. saying buy Ford. Got it. I am saying buy Ford. Okay. And, and you've I, been I, saying I, that consistently for quite and, some time I, and have been right to do I so think for Jim any Farley real measurement. Uniquely is going to be able to talk on the call about the first actual rival to Elon Musk, this the Maki, right? Um, just incredible sales and great customer satisfaction. In part because Car and Driver magazine named it the best EV car of the year. Now you're looking at me a little bit askance. No, not no. arms akimbo, thank heavens. No, not. But, not arms but I thought that was a very big win for Jim Farley. Remember, Jim takes this thing very seriously. Uh, yes, wants, one would hope so. He he's wants the CEO to bury of the company. Musk. He is not. Well, that's a Musk not going fan. to happen, most likely. Well, no, he's no. he's a very competitive fellow. I, which is what you want to see. But Tesla Jim is a pretty is formidable competitor. I've seen in business. Really? Yeah. Oh, he won't stop until he makes Musk look bad. Oh no, no, no! He says that Elon his Musk truck, is not competitive. I mean, I, you know, he's making. Jeff there, Bezos there are people who is say not that he's talking about the the Musk truck is looking like the Aztec. Hmm. Okay. But Aztec was particularly ugly. I, I understand. Breaking it was very bad. ugly. I, I know. I, re- I do remember. The, just was, all right, all right. Um, the other story involving Apple, by the way, Jim, was is that they are looking for a Hollywood expansion. That's according to the journal. Yes. yes. Uh, which, again, goes back to their content production mm-hmm. for Apple TV, Apple Plus. Uh, and, you know, we I have remarked that it, for quite some time, at least for a period there, where it should not even be included as considered to be a, a major direct-to-consumer platform because they got no library. But they are significantly ramping up their spending. Yeah, there is no budget, doubt. Right? They, have, they have unlimited. Well, well, they do if they choose they, to have they unlimited. Have big, they, but, you know, they're not Bitcoin over there. Right. David, what do you think is one of the biggest? I haven't been able to check them all. Companies based in Los Angeles, or in this case, Santa Monica. Uh, Snapchat. And how big do you think it is? Uh, fairly large. Ninety billion dollars. Reports this now? week. People are looking for eighty-four percent revenue growth. That's July twenty-second, and the stock is at fifty-nine. David, you should buy that. It's a ninety-four That's billion a dollar market value. That's a buy because Evan Spiegel, whom I actually have a picture with and sent to my kids, uh, it, that was the top. That was the I remember when, when he was yeah. here. Evan Spiegel yeah. we never spoke to is him again. now such a focused business person, I'm hearing he's a nerd. I think he always was. No, he went that period. No, he was. He had that no, gone Hollywood period. He never went. He was always a nerd. Well, just, I have to tell you. He said think, that when things weren't going as well as they wanted. Yeah, to. I, I like him. What is it they're getting right, in your opinion, at this point? Well, they've got that and, demo, David, and people keep looking at it. It's like TikTok. You can't get TikTok. Buy some Snap. I mean, TikTok, David. 
I mean, 70 million people spend most of their day looking at TikTok. I'm convinced of that. I mean, I like it, you know, I, TikTok. I mean, my, my wife has at least seven dogs that, are, that dominate TikTok. TikTok, of course, owned by ByteDance, a Chinese company. It is not public, although there had been some plans, but they may be delayed given the, yeah, but given the regulatory crackdown going on in China. And that continues, of course, to be a big story for us, you, not to mention on antitrust front and, well, yeah, and various things. What are you yeah. hearing about M&A heating up? Eh, I don't know. Maybe. I think Maybe so. a little bit. I think people are trying to get some deal done what, before Maybe. they get You may, but it's, uh, the regulatory climate has changed to a certain extent. Uh, there's no doubt, though, yeah. financing is abundant. We did have a large deal yesterday, right. of course, Zoom. Actually, we're taking a look because the stock didn't perform yeah. overly well in yeah. all-stock transaction. David, an undercurrent uh, that we have to talk about yeah. is, is Bitcoin, which the Bitcoin enthusiasts are muted. They're it's muted. below 30000 I'm talking about Tether tonight. What are you going to say, or, or is that a tease? About Tether being perhaps a bit of an Achilles heel. You need to explain what, can you explain what Tether oh, it's is like for a, people? You think of it like a money fund. It's like in, it, it, you can redeem it. The biggest one by far happens to be Tether, and it's the one that I think the working group in Washington, here we're speaking about Yellen, uh, talking, uh, talking about uh, Gensler. They're worried, I think. I think that they want to name... I think they want to know what the company has in its coffers. Okay. Because you're expected to have something that is liquid, that looks like U.S. Treasuries to some degree. And New York State will not let this company operate here, which I find to be what I call red flag. It's a red flag. So there's concern. And they're really concerned in Washington. Does that, does that impact all about, of crypto if there's no, a lot of no, concern? No, they're talking or? about this. In, in the paper that, I, that I'm going to go over tonight, it's, you know, you're really talking about people who are so concerned that they invoke things like uh, the Lehman Brothers money fund. Remember the— Yes, when they broke the, the buck. And the, the, yes, a break-the-buck situation. Mm-hmm. So that's something I've got a professor from Yale on who understands exactly how— uh, how things can go wrong when people aren't expecting them. And I know that Gensler and Yellen don't want this to happen. This is a you know, almost $60 billion uh, potential Achilles heel. Yes. Now, I know there are people online who desperately want this thing to not be a problem, but I feel like i got to keep it front and center. Um, speaking of front and center, I wanted you to come back to something you'd mentioned, so, and we should the, mention, people stop looking at, which is at, the twenty-six uh, billion dollar opioid settlement, which is getting very close uh, between that's and the states. Now that's McKesson separate and from Bergen. Right, that's it's very good for them. Uh, it is. Is it good for them? Yeah, yeah McKesson and Mercer's Bergen, obviously the largest so, yeah, drug distributors. You, you don't have um, that risk. You know, that was always a big risk. McKesson shares are up over five percent. Um, no. You know, it's, we don't talk about it. Often enough, but perhaps. it's a health Unfortunately, debt. it's a. I mean, we are in the midst of it. Just 93,000 people from overdoses, most of them over the last year from opioids, Jim. Some challenged areas. Half a million country. people have died in the last, what, 20 years? Uh, it, it's just tragic. And uh, I don't think the settlement is necessarily going to make it so that education is going to change the no. situation. New York State but settled separately the, for a billion, but overall this is a twenty million Well, the problem, David, is, is that I still these, find these is companies. how many pills you get after you've had surgery. Right. NVIDIA down very badly today. Well, I wouldn't say It's up 26 much. yesterday. Yeah. NVIDIA's down. Uh, I don't know, David. I, I, it's a mixed tape, mm-hmm. but I do find that yesterday 
tech, particularly the semis, gave us a turnaround. And today we've got industrials turning and obviously healthcare. And healthcare has been a missing element. Yep, well, you, we need you, healthcare. You to talked go about up. HDA as well. I want to get to Bob Bassani now for a more on the broader markets as well. Good morning, Bob. And Jim's right. It is a mixtape. Two to one advancing to declining stocks. A little bit of a defensive tone at the open. We've moved up from the open, but Jim's right. Healthcare, utilities led uh, at the open. Uh, REITs, which is the best performing sector this year, strong. Best performing sectors this month uh, as well, uh, leading. Uh, industrials up a little bit, techs up uh, as well. So let's call it a mixtape. I think that's the way to keep it. I think the big issue, there's two big issues here. What about this COVID variant? How can we look at it? And what would the federal response be if it doesn't go away? So two issues. Will we got earnings coming out now. Will the CEOs be a little bit more cautious in their comments about reopening? Will that affect the earnings outlook or will that affect psychology at all? And secondly, the Federal Reserve, might they be more cautious on ending the bond buying program if, in fact, there are major issues going uh, forward in August and September, October, limited lockdowns of any kind at all? Those are the two issues, I think. One thing that's very clear, we are very oversold in large parts of the market. So take a look here. And I'm using RSI, which is a sort of momentum indicator, a short-term momentum indicator. And generally, when you're at or below 30, that's very oversold. So energy, Russell 2000, transports, materials, S&P mid caps, all on the oversold side. And of course, we're seeing some bounce today. And some of these reopening stocks have given up, you know, 50, 60, 70 percent of their gains for the year. These stocks were all up huge in January and February. But look, Carnival, United Airlines, Freeport McMoran, Schlumberger, Gap, all 20, 30 percent off of their highs. That's pretty oversold if you believe in the reopening story. So there are obviously people who are arguing uh, we should be doing something or buying in some way. As for the earnings, they keep going on. Jim mentioned PPG. I just want to reiterate uh, what's going on because this is a real kind of issue for certain sectors of the economy. So PPG is a big patent coatings maker. The business has been fabulous. Volumes are up 24 percent. People are engaging and all sorts of things that involve coatings, of course, paints and automobiles. But there's tremendous raw materials shortages. There's tremendous logistics issues with getting the raw materials to them. And as a result, they actually didn't have a very good earnings report because the higher prices that they were able to charge are not offsetting the higher costs. And that's the big issue overall. Can you maintain margins by raising the prices to match the costs? In the case of PPG, they were not able to do that. You see what's going on there. Remember, margins matter really a lot. Ultimately, it's not just earnings growth, but it's margin, at least maintaining the margins. They're not. Other companies have. Fastenal, for example, uh, they had uh, supply chain issues. They had cost issues, but they were also able to raise the prices and maintain their margins. ConAgra's had a little tougher time as well. Like PPG, they've had higher cost issues, but it's been tougher for them to raise the prices to keep up with the cost issues. So you're going to hear more about this. And other than the, the, the COVID variant and what CEOs feel about uh, that and how that's the reopening is affecting them, I want to hear more about these cost pressures and whether they feel they're going to be long-term or short-term. Jim also was chatting about that earlier on. We're sitting right off the highs for the day right now. In fact, right at the highs right now. David, back to you. Okay, Bob, thank you. Bob Pisani. Uh, well, we talked a lot about stocks and we've talked a lot about the bond uh, market as well. But let's uh, get to the bond report this morning and take a look at how Treasuries continue to fare. Of course, as we pointed out, uh, yields have dropped dramatically in a very short amount of time. And you can see right there 
Uh, 1.15. 1.15. I think I did see a bit lower than that. It makes it so hard for the banks to rally. They're trying. The tri- banks are trying, trying to rally. I noticed rally. that. But it is difficult to do so when you've got, uh, when you're looking at that kind of potential lack of net interest margin, right, Jim? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Jim, uh, we only got time to tell us what's on Mad Money tonight. Uh, going to the uh, reopening of the uh, flagship store, Bed Bath & Beyond. You know, I think the turn is real there, Mark Tritton. Uh, we've got the Qualtrics guys. This is an amazing experienced tech company. And Gary Gordon, we're bringing him on just because he wrote a very serious paper just last week with a, a fellow from the Federal Reserve about are these stable coins stable? And could they cause the next panic? Because this man has written more about the panics of our generation than anyone else on earth. Interesting. That's great. And he so likes to predict, and the, the paper is, let's say, frightening. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a good tease. I'll see you tomorrow as well. Thanks. Stocks uh, rebounding uh, today, at least, after yesterday's sell-off. You can see with the Dow up over 1%. We're back after this. You've been listening to The Opening Bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.